The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to the Rod and Staff podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, Jason, and we are back for another episode and a new topic uh, for the day. But before we get in it, start always with uh, one of our questions we like to ask each other and try to trip each other up on. Uh, I think I tripped you up on this question previously when I asked you, so I'm just going to redo another question that I've asked you in the past. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but but this is what are you currently reading right now oh why you got to go there oh uh, am i gonna get it again <laughs> what, am I, what am i currently reading right now uh a few things what am i reading right now okay i'm reading currently a book that you've probably never seen roger because mm. i think you have it on kindle uh, but i'm going to show you what it looks like in print now is this the one? Wow, is it that big? No, our it listeners is. can't hear this, but this is a book on covenant theology, and that is a thick book. It is a thick book. It's called Covenant Theology, Biblical, Theological, and Historical Perspectives. And it's uh, by, it looks like a, a bunch of guys from RTS, uh, Reformed yeah. Theological Seminary, forward by Ligon Duncan uh, and gang. So, uh, so I just started that actually recently, really uh, been uh, edifying, very mm. interesting um, to, to read. And then I, I also, you're going to see, uh, I, I'm also reading, I think I may, may have mentioned this one to you. I'm just like grabbing things they can't see, thankfully. I, but I know we need, to, we, need, <laughs> we need to make this a video podcast. Of no, no YouTube here. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also reading uh, Christ the Lord. Uh, the Reformation and Lordship Salvation. Mm. So I think we talked about that with the guys uh, on one of the episodes when we were with Onig and Matt. Um, and I went out and bought it and have been reading through that. And that's been just excellent too. And then I'm still working through Witsius on uh, uh, the economy of the covenants. So uh, just kind of working my way through those three things. I, there's probably a few other things I'm looking at right now, but I try not mm. to tell you that I'm reading 16 books at the same time and, um, cause then you'll ask me if I finished any of them and I'll have to deny, 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 but yeah. Well, so I'm, I, all I asked is what you're reading. I didn't ask if you actually read the books. Okay, good. Yeah. Right? I, I, I'll tell you what, look, this, uh, the one on covenant theology, uh, I mean, all these actually have some relevance or connection to covenant theology, but it's been really neat to, to read and, and think through, um, just kind of getting the foundational, uh, passages, biblical passages that mm. uh, the, the reformers have referred to and looked at uh, for things like the, the covenant of redemption, specifically kind of this eternal covenant between father and son. So that's been, that's kind of the area that I was looking at so far with, uh, with one of those books, but really fascinating stuff. Um, I recommend to others too. What about you? What are you reading? So I'm reading and I've read few books like you, like you always have multiple things I'm trying to get through at the same time. Um, I just finished a book that uh, I was reading over, over the last month um, on work. 
It was called a work, uh, its purpose and history of it by mm. Daniel Doriani, I think is his name. Okay. A, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> a theologian or a professor mm. at a seminary. Uh, that was really good. I, I really liked his perspective. I need to uh, get a review of that up soon. Um, nice. Good historical perspective. And then just understanding how we should think through it as Christians, both in the church uh, world uh, where he lives and, and uh, you know, and then in the secular world, but not really secular world, but those who are not doing church work. So thought that was good. A um, couple others. I just, yeah, I just finished a few books. I'm cracking some new ones open, but um, that small book on Kindle I got uh, by Steve Lawson, it'll cost you everything. And that was <laughs> that was one I wanted to pick up because I want to look at it as we've been talking about these issues uh, of yeah. theology and differences and, uh, you know, understanding uh, the Lordship salvation debate and just rethinking all of these things. Uh, I wanted to read something straight from an author who really subscribes to it and is teaching, um, you know, and I, and I honestly haven't read anything from Lawson before. So I just wanted to sure. see, I've heard him preach, yeah. but I hadn't heard it. So finish that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll review that one too soon. Nice. I want to think, think through how to uh, critique, you know, how to give a good critique of it um, yeah. and be fair with my arguments. So nice. Um, I, good. Is there another one too? There is another one, and this one has nothing to do with theology, but it has to do with life. It's a new book on money. Um, it's called Just Keep Buying. And this is an, uh, an author I heard on a podcast I listened to. And mm-hmm. it was just his take on how to simply think through how to make financial decisions in all different realms of life from mm-hmm. saving to investing. Um, you know, most, most people write of here's the way and you need to follow my method and you know, I'm, they're trying to sell something. And this is a fair, uh, common sense. I don't know everything, but here are some ideas and I like it. So I, I like to read a broad, you know, spectrum of things. Nice. So you said it's called just keep buying. Yeah. Yeah. And so the premise of it is he's trying to simplify how you should invest. And he says, just keep buying three simple words. Don't overthink things. Just stay in it. I and wonder so, if, he, if he. I wonder if he bought Bitcoin. Uh, no, he's <laughs> oh, good because didn't it just like go go nuts and crash or something? Anyway, uh, it's only down fifty percent. So no, only only down fifty percent. <laughs> same with the stock market, so it's not any different right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, since we're talking about um, we we you know, some of the books that we're reading, the Lordship Salvation stuff kind of came up twice. Yeah. One in what you're reading, one in what I'm reading. Um, but we can mention, maybe we'll get to it more at the end, but I'm, I just want to throw it out there at the beginning of this podcast is that we have a conference coming up uh, that we're excited about. We get to co-host with uh, Back to the Reformation podcast, as well as Mount Ararat or Ararat Bible Church. Um, <laughs> we, we're uh, hosting. So for those, those who are listening, October 7th through 8th of 2022, and we're excited. It's a Doctrine for Life conference and uh, uh, subtitled Law, Gospel, and Growth. And we have two speakers uh, addressing some really pertinent topics, kind of uh, these similar themes, law, gospel, means of uh, grace, uh, so getting into the sacraments and things. But yeah. the speakers are uh, Reverend Dr. John Fonville. Uh, 
uh, out of Jacksonville, Florida. Did I get that right? I think he's in Jacksonville, so. right? Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Reverend Dr. Michael J. Matosian, <laughs> familiar last name, uh, from uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, or Missouri, or whatever they say there. And so we're, we're, we're excited, and um, we'll get much more information. We'll put it out on different avenues, uh, whether on our, on our webpage and, and other places. We also will have a website dedicated just to that, and we'll make everyone aware of that. But we hope that many will come. Uh, it should be a great time. Uh, six powerful sessions, we think, that will uh, really be edifying for anyone that is interested in understanding God's word and, and growth and sanctification better. Yeah, yeah, that's great. When when can I start referring to you as Reverend Doctor? Uh, you are I think, not allowed. <laughs> I think I need to start every episode with that. Uh, I need to give honor where honor is due. That's great. You can give honor to the Lord <laughs> where it's due. <laughs> no, and, uh, the scriptures have to give honor to others, <laughs> just not your own mouth to give honor to. It said honor to oh, where it's, it's due. It's you said, it's, <laughs> so. "Hey, for all those years that you put into school, it's it's due." <laughs> well, after two years of already having the degree, I got to be hooded this last week. So that was oh, did you anticlimactic but exciting? Oh yeah, I don't know if I even told you, but yeah, on uh, we got to do that hooding service on Friday, so. It was kind of fun hooding ceremony. Wow. Yeah. So very cool. Well, all right. Well, introduce we us to our, into our topic. Yeah, yeah. What problem. are we going to talk about today? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are we talking about anything? <laughs> uh, we should have an episode like that. Um, <laughs> t- today, we're going to talk about a topic I don't think we've covered yet. Maybe some of the theme, but not directly. But this is a topic of doubt. And this came up, I was having a conversation with one of our listeners and just talking about life in general, different things in life, different things we're listening to. And then we started talking about spiritual things. Um, And it just came up about doubting. Um, You know, we live in a world where there's so much information. There's so many voices speaking in so many different platforms um, that we're hearing so much. And sometimes we can fall into following something and believing because we're hearing it. And then we start hearing one thing and we hear the next thing and the next thing. And social media is good for that. You know, it's been, it's been said that, you know, initially YouTube used to have algorithms that were meant to, um, to tie videos together so that when you're searching for one thing, they'll show you 10 others so that you keep going down a rabbit hole of information and all of a sudden you find out to you know later that wow i i believe all of this so all that to say you know as we think about uh truth and doubting the conversation came up of how do we handle our doubts you know as believers is it okay to doubt can we doubt the truth can we have those times where we question is what we believe really true. Yeah. You know, so want to discuss some of those questions, pick your brain and, and, and how you think through that. And maybe we can just, you know, phrase the questions in different ways and, 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 and uh, discuss it. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, the first or basic question we're asking is as believers, 
is it okay to have those times where we doubt the truth or doubt what we hear? How, how do you respond to that? I mean, I, I think that one of the first things we want to try to do is um, understand and maybe define what we're talking about. What is doubt? Because okay. um, it seems to me that, that uh, so if we're talking about doubt, it's obviously related to the, the, the theme or the topic of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's connected to faith. But if we have, so if we have faith on one side or belief on one side, and then we have on the opposite side of belief, we have unbelief. Um, doubt seems to be somewhere in the middle, right? Hmm, it's I like that. that. Doubt's not unbelief. Um, mm-hmm. it, it actually, doubt includes faith. <laughs> you know, you, you would it would just be unbelief if if you didn't have this struggle, this battle that's going on, and so there's this hmm. faith and unbelief kind of tugging at each other in a sense. And so you've got, you've got uh, uh, both present. It, it seems to me, at least it, is that making sense? Uh, yeah. You, Roger? I, I like that. I like that, that tension or those two categories, because I think it gives, uh, it, it helps the one think about how you can struggle with your faith and doubting and yeah. that it's not m- unbelief or i've rejected it all but there there's that 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 point of yeah of wrestle struggle questions it's not a yeah i i i mean i can't help but every time this theme comes to my mind there is that one passage that immediately jumps out to me which is mark nine um and you know uh well let's turn there mark nine the, the verse specific verses verse 24 but you've got this uh, situation where the, the father, I think it's his son that he's asking for his son to be healed. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the father says to, to Jesus, he says, if you, but if you can do anything, verse 22, uh, have compassion on us and help us. And it says, and, and Jesus said to him, if you can. All things are possible for one who believes. And then he says, immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm. And it Mm. just seems to me that that combination right there, that's what we're talking about with doubt, that it's not all unbelief where there's you just there's no faith whatsoever. And it's not this certainty uh, that, oh, no questions whatsoever. It's this, this struggle of the human predicament saying, man, I, I do believe and I want to believe and I see you in front of me, Jesus, and I want to trust you with every, everything that you're saying, but, but I'm struggling, so I need your help to help me with that. You know? mm-hmm. um, uh, so, so, there's in, in, so I guess my, my point there is there is faith in doubt. Hmm. that that's kind of part of its definition it seems and i think that we can cling to that and say okay you know yeah i I have this element of faith here even in my doubting and in this battle and and so we want to build on that i think it leads to the next question Hmm. of why 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 do we find ourselves doubting what's causing that what are we thinking in our mind 
that could be causing us to doubt. Because I think there's different categories I'm thinking of and those you've interacted with. What do you find that people are wrestling with when they're doubting God? Because it's not just, we don't want to just throw out the simplistic doubt. We want to define it a little bit uh, of what are people or why are people actually doubting? There's a what to it. There's something behind it that a person's wrestling with at that moment. What have you experienced with with yeah. those you've talked to, I mean, there there are a lot of varieties uh, that that doubt the, the kind of doubt comes in, but I, I think some of the main categories would be uh, doubt when it comes to uh, evidences, right? The okay. evidences uh, for the the reliability of scripture or the truthfulness of things like the resurrection or hmm. miracles. So some things that kind of the world of apologetics is kind of working at. Um, strengthening and helping to confirm. So you've got some of those that are more uh, intellectual questions um, okay. that, that people they're, they're asking good questions. They're not bad questions. They're, they're trying to understand. And because they're not able to understand, or we're not in our finitude, able to understand how it all works together, it creates this kind of context of doubt. So I think there's some intellectual ones. The other ones it's related to the intellectual ones, but the, the other category I would say is the doubt of God's goodness hmm. that is yep. often experiential, right? Mm-hmm. So someone's going through a time of suffering, uh, a time of maybe persistent suffering, consistent, you know, over the years or, or even a, a momentary, but really significant battle they're going through um, of suffering. And that causes them in that moment to, to ask a question like, God, if you're my father, mm-hmm. why are you letting me go through this? Are yeah. you a loving father? Right. Um, that's a, that's a question that is maybe has some doubt in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you a loving father? Um, and again, that doesn't mean that that's all that's going on in their hearts. Right. Uh, but yeah. that's a big a big question and and one that's understandable uh, at those times. Mm. I don't know, can you think of other um, contexts uh, or categories of doubt? There, there's one other that I've interacted with with one who's uh, asked me when it comes to interpreting and understanding the scriptures. Mm. If there's so many different views, how do I know what is true? which has led to doubting that there is any truth. Yeah. So like an epistemological doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And and then at a point of, yeah, yeah. What is, what is really true and why can there be so many different interpretations? You know, we look at, how can I know, how can I know the truth? Yeah. How can I know what I interpret is really true? And then it leads down a spiral of, well, then I just, I guess I'll never really know. I mean, all those, those folks have to do is come and ask me and I'll just tell them what they should believe, right? That's what truth is, whatever I say. No. Exactly. Every Sunday, you know, <laughs> but, we just follow along everything you tell us. <laughs> you know, it, I, I, obviously, we're being facetious here, but, uh, but isn't it interesting? And, and I, so I only threw that out there to say, hey, look, um, does it surprise us that there are many who follow the Roman Catholic uh, teaching yeah. about the kind of the the clergy and and specifically the pope 
having, at least in some context, this infallibility, speaking on behalf of God, therefore I can know, right? I think some people like that because of the issue of doubt and certainty. That's how I know that the Pope has spoken, um, that the, 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 the clergy yeah. have spoken, uh, therefore I can know. Obviously, we don't, we don't believe that, but, um, but there is something appealing about that for this very reason of doubt and battling with what can I know? How can I know for sure this is from God? And at the end of the day, we all live based on a set of truth that we believe. We may not express it, but we, we couldn't function if there wasn't something that we're trusting in and believing in. Sure. Right. Sure. And oftentimes when we, when we doubt that and we, you know, come to a different standard and, you know, our standard is God's word is, is truth, not our experience, not what the world teaches us. We're putting our confidence in something else, but we all do that. No, nobody is neutral or has all truth in themselves. You know, we, we have to have, but it does bring up these times when we can question that truth, as you brought up uh, the suffering and, and, God, and trials and God's goodness. I think that's one of the most important things. And what I found is that often we're not maybe doubting God's sovereignty or his, you know, his character or even heaven itself and eternal life. We're doubting its goodness in the yeah. right here and the right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think that's far more common than doubting God's sovereignty. I think a lot of people, even, even, you know, the, the atheistic attacks on, on Christianity often kind of assume the sovereignty of God. Their mm-hmm. bigger kind of attack is how can that kind of God be good if he allows X, Y, and Z, right? And, and believers, I think, battle, battle with that often, especially when they're experiencing or they're watching someone else experience suffering. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy. And it's, it's not always, well, probably never easy to explain why why particularly you know you look at uh, you know children suffering with various diseases and uh, and then dying it in, in infancy or or you know there are all sorts of really awful things that you know when we look at the that situation we we can't put into words or, or even think of ways in which that makes sense and it's good. And that, that design by God. Um, oh, I, I know why exactly he's done it. We, we don't, we don't. So we, there's questions. And I think sometimes unanswered questions are better hmm. just to leave them unanswered. I mean, I yeah. think of Job, you think of Job's life, right? At the start of his life and all the suffering and his wife is doubting, why don't you curse God and die? And, you know, he's like, how could I, how could I do that? But then he even struggles and mm-hmm. wrestles. But what is the answer at the end of the day for him? It's not, here's why I did all the things. It's where were you when I created the world? Yeah. You know, how, how, how do you think you know better than I? And it was, it was God showing the separation between who he was and man you know, in a way that he could not grasp when he didn't have his questions. All he could do was to, to have faith and just to trust. And I think there are times we, we have to say that, that 
that element of faith doesn't exist if we had all the answers and we didn't doubt. Faith is putting our hope in another. It's putting our hope in something that hopefully is objective and not subjective. Right. We want a, a, objective truth. And that's what we're saying with, with the scriptures giving us that, that hope and that truth. Yeah. I mean, doubt, doubt has to do with what we um, are confident is reality, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're not confident in that moment that these things are reality, that yes, yeah. God's promises are true and yes, God is good and whatever, you know? And, and so it seems to me that when we see the Lord um, uh, healing our doubt in scripture or, mm. or dealing with our doubt, it's not, it's almost never answering the particular question. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's always revealing himself to be the greatest reality. It's, it's as though he's saying, you're questioning whether these things are real. I'm going to show myself to be that which is most real. And therefore, everything that I have said, or, you know, then you, you can trust me and you can trust all that, that I'm going to do. Job, you you see that in Job, right? He never answers Job's question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead, he reveals himself in power and glory and this awesome presence. Um, I was thinking about Jesus and Thomas, right? When we think of doubt, doubting Thomas, right? Um, Poor guy, bad rap, but (laughs) <laughs> but but it's fascinating because you know Jesus comes and he reveals himself to Thomas and Thomas doesn't even need to go and actually see the evidence the way he thought he was going to need yeah. to right he's I'm going to until I touch his you know if I put my finger yeah. through the hole that's how I'm going to know when he has the opportunity he doesn't have to because he just he sees Jesus for who he is Jesus has revealed himself um in that way I think the same in Habakkuk Habakkuk also having the similar experience, right? You know, yep. he's questioning. And then it's not like the Lord answers the particular question. He just shows himself in a, yeah. in a whole different way, you know? Um, so. But isn't that, you know, as we, as we think about how the Lord's responding, the compassion mm-hmm. and, and even the understanding of that, bring your doubts to me. Yep. There isn't condemnation for those who are doubting in scripture. That's there right. isn't rebuke. There isn't, you should have known better. Why are you doubting? It's, it's welcoming back with his presence. And what a better answer Amen. is his presence. That's than right. Thinking we can have understanding in our limitations and our limited mind. I mean, yeah. we just cannot understand all the parts, all the complexity of this world. Yeah. Um, but we can experience his presence walking with us and comforting us and reminding us. Uh, of his truth. Yeah. I mean, the promise I am with you always. Yeah. He doesn't say, I'm going to show you exactly where to go and what, how yeah. it's going to turn out. And he says, no, no, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. That's how he alleviates uh, our, our doubts. I, I was thinking about um, because of what you were, how you were describing it in, in Philippians where, where we talk about the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding Mm-hmm. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, that language of surpasses all understanding. The question is, what does that mean? Does it mean that this peace is just greater than our understanding? Or mm. does it mean that 
this piece is better than having all understanding. Hmm. I've always thought of it as that the latter, that it's better taking your request to the Lord and knowing his presence is better than having all the understanding, writing out the blueprints, knowing exactly what's going to happen. No, it's better to know that he is here. He is with me uh, than to know the plans. Hmm. Now, so, how does that help with the doubter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was thinking of another, another question hmm. um, everybody wants to know about. So pastor confession time. Uh-oh. So as, as, as you think yeah. about your own, your own walk with the Lord over the uh, years, you oh, served yeah. in ministry for so long. You, you hear a lot of those people who have struggles and bring questions and doubts, but in your own life, what have been those times that you've had doubt? What does doubt look like in your own life as you think about, yeah. you know, you think about it? Great, great question. Um, I, I think that, uh, just like we said, there, there have been times when there have been real uh, personal struggles and suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember when I, early on, when I just had started seminary and was uh, leading a youth group and um, just a few things happened. One of my closest friends in the world died suddenly, mm. a young man, um, relationship issues uh, that I had with uh, an, a young lady. Uh, as well as uh, with a whole group of friends. There was all these things that had just kind of happened at once where I felt very alone. Mm. And that loneliness made me also feel as though abandoned in a sense by God. And that made me wonder, have I just made this all up in my head? Is this just mm. because I grew up in a Christian home? You know, And you start wrestling through these kinds of questions. And um, so I remember distinctly at that time, really battling with doubts. Um, fast forward probably a decade later, yeah, about a decade later, and um, just a lot of stress and pressure in ministry and uh, a significant church discipline issue that, that came up with people really close to me. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was tearing me apart inside. And I found myself um, in the quiet of the night allowing my mind to just kind of wander and wander Mm. and wander. And so some of those kind of those dark thoughts and doubts, uh, you know, came back and um, that was more short lived, thankfully than the, uh, the, the one early on. Uh, But there have been, I I, I mean, those are just two that stand out to me. There are times, there are often times that your mind uh, you, you battle, you you have these battles. Now I, I will say, praise the Lord. I think that, he strengthens us. I think he does sanctify us. I think mm-hmm. he bears a greater fruit. The spirit bears the fruit of faith in us that deepens and deepens and deepens. So um, I think those experiences are used by the Lord to strengthen our faith, uh, which, yeah, which I could say I, I could testify to. Yeah. Um, how about you? Any, any particular episodes in life that you could think about? You know, as I think back, um, I haven't had any times where I felt like I've doubted the truth of God's word and, and how I came to it. 
I think maybe I, I've struggled with my doubt of interpretation mm-hmm. and whether I've understood it properly has been doubts. Um, and just in general, I think I've doubted myself more than the Lord and, mm-hmm. and it's, but it's connected to the Lord of Lord, was this what you wanted me to do? Did, are, are you sure? You know, did I make the right decisions? And I doubt that I doubt the, I doubt some of the decisions and wonder the path because you look at the providence of God and you try to understand, you know, how did it all fit together? The plan didn't go the same way I had expected or planned it out. And then you, you start to question that. Um, But over the years, I think, you know, my understanding of God's mercy and compassion and grace Mm -hmm. has just grown, which has been comforting to my soul. Because I know even in those moments when I doubt his goodness and I doubt what he's allowing me to go through is good because I do doubt that there are times where I'm like, boy, this doesn't feel good. I know I trust you are good and I trust, you know what you're doing, but I don't feel that right now. And, and, And I wrestle with that, that in those times, I'm grateful that the Lord is much more compassionate than I would be on myself, you know, yeah. um, Amen. dealing with my own uh, frailty. Um, but yeah. I think it's good just to say we all have doubts that may differ mm-hmm. um, in our lives and they may come in different seasons as you were even mm-hmm. explaining in your life, right? There's different seasons yep. where God allows us to go through times and periods, mm-hmm. but I, I'm I, I always think back and I'm hopefully I'm not taking out of context, but you know, where, where Peter says, uh, you know, and they're, they're wondering where the Lord is. And Peter's like, where are we going to go? Lord, mm. where, where do we go? But you, I forget, I forget the passage. You, you might John six. Yeah. John six, you know, yeah. you have the words of eternal life where, yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to go? go? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it's just that, that simple reminder that simple trust uh in the lord um it's a it's a big topic um you know to think about and to think through at different angles and and different ways people might be wrestling and struggling with doubt but as we come to to a close what what encouragement would you give um overall to those who might be struggling with different doubts as we've talked about maybe doubting the scriptures are true that the evidences are real, uh, maybe doubting his goodness, they're suffering, they're in trials. What encouragement could you give? Yeah. Um, The encouragement I would give is look to Christ. Mm. Just turn back to him and look, look at him. Just go back to the word, uh, wrestle with it. Say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Um, Reveal yourself to me, Lord. Uh, Pray pray, uh, really just turn and look at him, uh, because, um, that's how we're, we're going to see the, the true and the fullness, uh, of who Christ is. And, and that's how he draws us closer to himself. Uh, there's so much I wanted to, to say, so maybe we're gonna have to do another episode on this Roger at some point, because yeah. I was going to ask that the next question is how do we deal with our doubts specifically? And kind of what, what are the scriptures kind of call us to, but the, the one counsel is look to Jesus, uh, whether you're crouching, you know, in the fetal position somewhere, a scared, <laughs> afraid, which is often the case. And all you can cry out is help. Um, he's there. 
turn to him, look at, look to him and, and he, he's not far from you. That's a good, that's a good word. And we'll, we'll end with that. I can't add much more other than after looking to him, don't go anywhere and just keep looking and just stay there. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you uh, enjoyed our episode. You can subscribe, tell, tell others about the podcast. If you find that it's helpful, uh, send us your comments or questions, feedback at roddenstaff.org. We'd love to answer any questions you have or any comments you have. And as Jason talked about earlier, uh, we'll have more details about the conference uh, uh, as we get closer to getting finalizing those details. And we hope that uh, that could be something that could also encourage you in your walk with the Lord. And we hope to uh, see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff Podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.